0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Greg, don't you're sitting across from me. Greg, what's going on, dude?
1: Happy New Year, dude. And I'm, I'm happy to say, even though it's the end of the world, <laughs> that we're still here.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: I mean, it is the end of the world. We're going to talk, I would imagine today at some point, dude, about what, something we haven't touched on yet, the election results. Yeah, Because I always view it, both sides are always apocalyptic. Yes. You know, if if the other guy or gal wins. Yes. It's always gloom and doom. (laughs) We are in big trouble. So uh, just, we're happy to report in this uh, post-apocalypse Walking Dead world that Nathan and I at least are still here. That's right. (laughs) If if you're listening to us here uh, heading into 2017, we're glad you're on for the ride.
0: That's right. Yeah, and this is is so exciting, dude, because uh, this is just... You and me sitting in here, uh, podcasting the new year. We're gonna, uh, like you said, talk about the election. We're gonna do, you know, a reflection mm. of the year, um, people that we've had on, uh, even a little bit of um, people that we're going to have on yes. coming in uh, twenty twenty seventeen. So really looking forward to to this discussion. You know, I was talking with a friend of mine who uh, he, he kind of picks and chooses which of the podcasts sure. he listens to. So he'll look at the title and make a decision. And he said, you know, I, uh, uh, this was a few weeks ago now. I had just listened to the Thanksgiving podcast that you guys did. It was about a, two weeks, uh, two and a half weeks after we had done it. And he's yeah. like, I really enjoy those ones because it's you and Gray just yeah. having these very real – honest conversations about life and I really enjoy those. And so I thought that was, that was neat and encouraging to, uh, to hear because that was a fun one. Yeah. And, and we do, you know, we have so many guests and we have so many things that we want to talk about with those guests. They provide such uh, and expertise and the things that they want to share with us. And yeah. so it's encouraging. But it's also nice just to pull it back a little bit and, uh, you know, just talk about some of the in-house stuff that we yes. have going on. Yeah,
1: so. that's that's – I've come to love this one too, dude. Same type of feel. Yeah. Fireside chat talking about uh, all things 2016. Yep. 2017. What a year 2016 was,
0: man. I know. So um, – <clears throat> So mind blowing. Um, let's. Why don't we go ahead since we played uh, the REM song? Yeah. It's the end of the world. Let's talk about the election a little bit because yeah. that is what so many people thought it was going to be. Yeah, didn't matter who was going to win. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, literally more than I think any other point um, in recent history was the country so split on who they were voting for. Oh
1: man, yeah. Yeah, unbelievably uh, so when you see the map, uh you've kinda got the two coasts yep. that are blue. You've got for the most part, with a few exceptions, the middle of the country red. Yeah. Um and it is uh it's pretty striking. I gotta tell you though, dude, I you know, as you know, I think our, our listeners if they've tuned into any of our political podcasts know yeah, neither of us being super politically um
2: interested. interested. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: I uh I was I mean, the little bit I followed it, and I pretty much did it in preparation for the podcast we did in late October yep. with uh, Shaheen and Emma. Yes. Or Emily. I, I never know which to call her.
0: Her, her birth name is Emily. Right. Uh, the name that she's kind of taken while she's been in college is
1: Emma. Is Emma. So yep. we'll stick with Emma because that's her, her preference. But, uh, you know, t- great guests. We've had them on twice now. So I, that was the most uh, in tune I got. Mm -hmm. reading a few articles and and following things. But, dude, I totally expected from everything I was hearing that Hillary had it in a bag. Yeah. Um, And I watched a little bit of the returns, finally fell asleep on the couch. Lisa went to bed. uh, And then I kind of woke up at 345 with the TV still on. And, I mean, I I was like, you're kidding me. Trump won this thing. (laughs) Um, So I'd say, dude, we got to give the credit to the hard work of the Reverend James King. That's right. Uh because I think that's clearly <laughs> he was
0: out there campaigning and
1: <laughs> yeah, something tells me sometime in 2017 he's going to report back yeah. on his success. I just got a feeling. Yeah. Um but yeah, dude, it was. Uh, did you uh, did you stay up and watch the uh, the returns?
0: Watch some of them, yeah. Probably uh, maybe about an hour yeah. of them, and it was later in the evening because you and I were doing a podcast that night. Yeah. So it was later in the evening when I got home and was watching them, and at that point, um, you know, Joy was like, because th- Joy had been watching them very closely. She's like, yeah. this has been crazy, wow. and she talked about how uh, i think it was cnn was reporting hillary winning yeah. in so many states and then they had to go back and retract what they were saying because wow. trump was pulling ahead yeah. and further
1: and further ahead wow man and
0: um and so when i got in there trump the uh, now um, i think she was watching fox news at the time so yeah. you know they had basically um when when i had finished watching which was I think was like 10 Ten thirty at night yeah um they had basically had trump winning and yeah. it was like hillary would have to claim every single one of the rest of these states yep. in order to win and they were just going off of tradition you know right. traditionally in the past you know democrats don't claim this one they don't claim this one yeah. they don't claim this one and just by these he's won it and he's taken it um so
1: interesting interesting yeah i was um i was intrigued by the reaction dude the next day and in the week since yeah you know here we are when this airs we're still a few weeks away from trump's inauguration yes uh coming what the 20th i think or yep. somewhere thereabouts the um I- i'm just gonna say this dude we haven't even talked about this yet uh did you see did you see hacksaw ridge because i'm gonna relate I did, yes Wow. Phenomenal movie. Unbelievably. I don't know if you and Nathan talked about that as one of your- No, we actually, we haven't uh, yet. That was a tremendous movie. Yes. Uh, Lisa and I saw it a couple of weeks back. And um, I don't know why. It was just daunting. I think other people have made this. It's not a novel observation. But when professors are letting their kids, their students, miss exams because of their emotional trauma- yeah. Over the results of a presidential election, yeah, it's weird, yeah. Because I mean, I'm I'm thinking watching these young men. I mean, I know they're actors portraying it, but knowing that wow, these this really happened. These yeah. kinds of horrific things happened to kids that were 17, 18, 19 mm-hmm. years old. Um, yeah, you know, what Brokaw once called "what the greatest generation." It does feel weird. Yeah, it feels like are we that weeniefied? Yeah. Um, and I, 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 that's not a political comment. That's a That's a social comment. a a social comment. I'd I'd say the same if Hillary won and people were giving passes to conservative kids that were Really? Yeah. Dude, get over it. Yeah. You know, to me, the great thing about this country is in four years, there's another shot. Right. Get your guy or girl in next time. And just, yeah, it hurts to lose. Right. You know, sucks to suck, as I've heard it say. (laughs) Um, And um, I, I don't know. I've just been intrigued by that. The incredible emotional. I mean, look, I get emotion when you, when you're the guy, you can't stand wins, right? It's hard, right? It's hard in sports. It's hard in business. Uh, but I've been shocked by the pampering culture. It kind of surprised me a little bit. I thought, Oh, I guess we are there. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think too, uh, Joy and I were talking about this and I said, he, here's what I'm having trouble with. I think there are people out there, who are genuinely concerned because of the things that Trump has said. Yeah. And so they are genuinely scared mm-hmm. for the culture that he will he will bring about when yep. he becomes president. Right. And so I have difficulty sympathizing with those people uh-huh. and and feeling sorry for those people who are genuinely concerned. I don't think they have anything to worry about, but right. I understand the fear is real sure. and I understand there's a legitimacy to it. Uh-huh. And the ones who are just crying because their opponent or their candidate lost sure. yeah and that's, and that 's where I feel like the trouble and the distinction comes in, yeah Wh- who do I genuinely feel sorry for yeah. and, and want to sympathize with and want to you know put an arm around the shoulder and and genuinely try to comfort and say you know i don 't think it 's going to be that bad, and right. the ones that I just want to go up kick in the rear end and say you know what get on with your life there's more to life than this yeah get over yourself and move on
1: yeah yeah and that's that's really what 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 i'm emphasizing that's so much of what i've seen um and you know with the rioting and and who knows how many people even voted right to me you don't vote you don't get to riot right yeah i mean that's just a you know my thought i right and i've i mean i have in the past uh, you know, seen my guy go down many times in yes. previous, you know, elections and you're frustrated. You might be bummed about it right. for a while and you think, well, okay, let's move on. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, like even, did you see, dude, um, we were just talking before we went on air mm-hmm. today, uh, about a trip you enjoy, yes. uh, had to, uh, to New York Yeah, and, uh, you know, great, great time there made me think of, I think, wasn't it Pence who was at the, um, At Hamilton. Hamilton. Yes. And here's my thought on that, dude, what I'm talking about. Respect the office. Right. And at the end of that play, here the vice president-elect, and I assume his wife are there in the play. Right. And the cast kind of stands up and they kind of lecture him. Yes. And I'm thinking, man, come on. I mean, where's that? I don't know. It just seemed kind of bush league to me.
0: However, did you see his response to that, to what they did?
1: Uh no, I think I read about it. I never actually saw the video. He
0: was so gracious uh-huh. in that response. Um, you know, I was uh, Joy actually. She was telling me about it. She was watching the Fox News, um, interviewers. Yeah, and he said, <clears throat> you know, I I went and took my I think it was daughter or niece and her friend out. You know, we were going to go out, and he said, yeah, there were there were some booze. Yeah. You know, but and but he looked at him and he said, you know what, the this is their. Right. They right. have a right to protest this. Yeah. And you know, Fox is trying to get him to say something really dirty. Some and, gr- controversial, and he's yeah. just he's being very gracious. It's an excellent I just I loved it. We had a great time. Yeah. He said, you know what? I'll leave it up to other people to decide if this was the venue to do this. But yeah. they had some genuine concerns. Yeah. They expressed them well. I, you know, listened to them and heard them and yeah. you know, um uh, and Again, they're just trying to press him and to get the dirt and to get him to say something negative. I and mean, he said, yeah. "And they're like, so, so, you know, what would you say?" He's like, "Look, here, here's what I'll say: I had a fantastic time. Go see Hamilton." Yeah. To me, that is very telling yeah. of a person when oh, they can, that's, that's a, when they have the opportunity and the yeah, platform to slam somebody, to slam someone, yeah. and they are doing everything they can yeah. to say that's not what this is about.
1: Yeah. No, that's a, a beautiful way to handle it. And I would just chime in, dude. If, if he says let other people, let me be the other person. Yeah. <laughs> Those, to me, and I'm not again not keeping this political. I'd say it either way, right? When when the uh, when the the office is present. Yeah. Man, it's I mean, just kind of, that's not the venue. Right. A bunch of actors on a stage, kind of at the end during their 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 encore and their roll call to right. be, um, you know, uh, I don't know. It just seemed kind of kind of podunk to me. And again, you know, fine. Issue a statement. Hey, right. today the cast of Hamilton issued this statement right. for President Trump or Vice President. Right. You know, and it's, But to do it on the stage, to to me, a guest. Yes. It just seems to violate several. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we you know, we've got to have a Martha Stewart in there that tells us was that proper decorum, right? Um. Anyway, that's just a a very minor pet peeve that I have. But I um it, to go back to what you said to start this off, dude. Heading into a new year. I do have strong hopes that uh, people can kind of get get moving on yeah. with life. And, you know, to me, you want my view is you want any president to be successful to the degree that the country um, finds its footing. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, people get back to work. and I mean, who doesn't want those things? Right. And you just hope that that happens. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure we'll uh, – something tells me with Trump and his uh, seeming incessant – Tweeting, there'll be stories that oh, we might yeah. comment on.
0: You know what I find interesting, too, though, is um, my uh, my Facebook feed, I feel, and my Facebook friends are are fairly diverse. I have many liberal friends. I have many conservative friends. Yeah. They're always posting everything back and forth. Um, I've had to hide some of both of their yeah. uh, things because it was just getting too, too annoying. But um, one thing that I found... Interesting is that leading all up to the election, uh, my conservative friends are posting all of these strong pro Trump things. My liberal friends are pro- uh, posting all these uh, strong anti Trump things. A few days after the election, liberal friends are still posting mm-hmm. um, very anti Trump things. Getting into it as Trump starts to explain mm-hmm. and unfold more of his policies and more of what he doesn't want to change, they're settling down a little bit. It's like, oh, I find that interesting. Maybe Trump's not going to be as bad as I think he's going to be. Maybe he's not. And to me, it's so telling that you're willing to sit there and blast a man before he even gets in office and does anything. uh, And then all of a sudden afterwards, your tune changes.
1: Yeah. Oh, sure. sure. You know, it's like,
0: wait, wait a minute. You couldn't have for a few minutes given him the benefit of the doubt that the things that he says are not going to match up with the things that he does. Right. You know, I mean, come on. That's what we saw throughout the whole process. Right. Right. That's, you know, up until he went into the election, he was a staunch Democrat. I know. I know. Um, You know, he was not pro-life. Yeah. Um, You know, and so it's like I just I have to scratch my head to what you were saying, you know, this coddling generation. But this generation that is so ignorant. Right. And I say that as one who is part of this Uh generation technically.
1: Well, it's (laughs) things we've talked about before, Nathan. It's part of the reason I've been so turned off by politics, and I think you have too, is – I mean, when you read about, say, the Stephen Douglas debates, weren't weren't those things like three, four hours long? Yeah. Where the issues were actually, I mean, there yes. was a sustained debate yes. over, say, an issue that may have lasted for 40 minutes. Yes. Where I would think, man, how fascinating would that have been to learn something? Yeah. To, re- oh, okay, I see what he's saying. Oh, okay, and I see how he's countering. I feel like you don't get any of that anymore. Right. It's all sound bites. Right. It's all PR firms that come up with the best spin in it. I think that's why, I, dude. I'm so bitter and jaded. Yeah. Because the whole process seems set for collapse. Uh, so you're right. Um, I think people get up for the fight. Yeah. And it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. blast, 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 blast. But at some point, just human nature. Okay, that's done. We got four. Like nobody can sustain that level. Right. Of passion and you know for for four years. So I think people have to you know kind of sit back and assess. Hope for the best. I like this. I'd be saying the same. I think if Hillary won, right? Hey, let's see. Let's right. see. I mean, yeah, I know there's concerns people have, but let's um, let's see. I mean, I for one, I did want to say something. Um, I've had a few conversations since our political podcast that uh, I think you and I have both shared this before, Nathan. But we're mm-hmm. passionately pro-life. Yes, uh, I would say I don't mind saying this. I do hope um, that Trump is successful. And appointing, I'm going to say it, a pro-life Supreme Court justice mm-hmm. or two. Yep. Uh, I think all that means, as far as my pea brain can understand, is that it defaults back to the states. Right. Um, our state, which we're currently podcasting, probably, probably not a whole yeah. lot of change. Uh, but again, uh, I'd like to see no abortions. To see less abortions is mm-hmm. a pretty good thing, and it's something I hope for. Yeah. And to me, I always say the abortion issue to me isn't a political issue. It's right. A, biblical issue. It's right. a moral ethical issue. Um no matter what what uh whether you ride a donkey's back or an elephant's right. Um so, you know, um uh, boy, I didn't expect to talk politics so much in the New Year's, <laughs> but kinda good dude. My brain's starting to wake up. Yeah. I'm gonna start yeah. saying things like um electoral college and <laughs> um and two thirds of the house I don't remember any of that stuff.
0: <laughs> well you can say those things, but Greg, can you use them in their proper context? <laughs> can I use them in a sentence?
1: <laughs> The Electoral College is part of our country and whatnot. When in doubt, Abby, and whatnot. And whatnot.
0: Wasn't there like a Seinfeld sketch with that or something like that?
1: I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Mark, uh, Mark Sweeney, who has been on here before once, who's our executive pastor at our church, was saying, uh, I made that same joke one time. He said, yeah, how would that work in preaching? Like you're saying, big, bold, doctrinal thing. You know, that's why we're talking about people being saved from their sins and hell and, and whatnot. Uh, it, I don't know. It somehow had, negates it all that something. came before it. Yeah, but that's what we should call this, and whatnot.
0: Christ died and suffered, and whatnot. And, and whatnot.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, that doesn't quite that. Uh, carry the force you were going for.
0: He was born of a virgin, and yeah. And whatnot, and whatnot.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Re- if you repent of your sins, you will be forgiven all your transgressions, and, and whatnot. Um, all right, good. I, I, think,
0: I think you should try that yeah. Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, see how that goes.
0: Oh my goodness! Mm. Oh, that's great. Uh, well, let's let's take a step back for a second, Greg, and kind of reflect on the year because, yeah. man, it has been a roller coaster of a year. Uh, and I want to start off by asking you. So, we had made a commitment to having a more female presence on the podcast yeah. in 2016. Yep. On a scale of one to five, one being uh, we we totally. Sucked at it. Yeah, <laughs> five being we we rocked it out um, beyond our expectations. Yeah, um, having a more female pod uh, presence on the podcast. Yeah. How do you feel that we did?
1: I think, uh, like you and I've said, year one. I think we sucked at it mm-hmm. um, with what maybe one two exceptions. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, if we kind of consider last year, our second year, which it really was, it was uh, I don't know maybe we got two or three. And I mm-hmm. I think we're trending up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think a great, pardon me, a great addition, um, kind of as a, as a, what I would consider a regular hot topic guest mm-hmm. would be Elise Fitzpatrick, yes, yes. Uh, who I know we're going to have on again in 2017. Yes. And the response we've gotten from Elise has been so, so good. It's kind of cool that both of our wives, mm-hmm. uh, have gotten in on those conversations yeah. with her as well uh, joy and Lisa. And, um, you know, I thought that was great. We had Marcy preheim on, uh, and Marcy, you know, has a tremendous heart for, for grace Mm -hmm. and mercy. By the way, I'll, I'll send this out. Hey, any, any tweeters out there, Mm um, I'm going to take the lazy way instead of sending her an email let Marcy, know, we talked about it on the new year's Eve podcast. Love her dearly. Would love to talk to her about the egalitarianism thing. Yeah. Because – and I'll say this, Nathan. We've talked about this before since Mm -hmm. you and I have uh, some different views on this. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just a a, a concern. As I stand back, Mm -hmm. uh, I think Marcy and her friend Sarah do – I believe they're still doing their – Fundyland. uh, uh, Fundyland Seas Red podcast. Because I'm going to say we we had some callers, Mm -hmm. listeners, people that reached out to us. Uh, To me Mm – I would like to explore with Marcy more in detail my concern mm-hmm. and I, Marcy, I love you, you she mm-hmm. I consider her a champion of the gospel, uh, so this is a it really just a a minor intramural issue that i 'd like to explore more mm-hmm. maybe it 's not as minor uh, i don 't want to be too pc uh, What I detect may be almost the equation of egalitarianism mm-hmm. with grace. Mm-hmm. I understand the connection between the two, mm-hmm. but a guy like me is boxed out. Right. I am not an egalitarian. Right. I am a complementarian. I'm not ashamed of that. Right. It's my read of scripture, I think it's there. To me, it doesn't in any way devalue women in my right. mind. Right. Um, my wife feels the same way, who right. is a woman, so she's got more street credit. Right. Um, and that would be something I, I would love to talk with Marcy again in 2017 about, um, okay, so what does a guy like me do? I'm resonating with you. I agree mm-hmm. uh, with so much of what uh, Marcy has talked about and written. Um, I, I fear that there's almost an equation, though, with if you're a complimentarian, you really don't get grace as much. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's unfair. That's a, a sense I get. So mm-hmm. how's that for a teaser? There we go. But Marcy, what a great yes. guest. Yes, yes. And who else, dude? Help me think through. Um, of- so
0: we had uh, – Tracy Smith back on. Oh,
1: Tracy was on. Yep. Uh, that, that was fun when we had her on with uh, Al, Trogue, yeah. uh, Al Trogues. Yeah. As, uh, Trogues, as he's been called by Zach Bartles. Yep. Uh, to do the Stephen King. Stephen King, King. yeah. It was a blast. Yeah. Man. yeah Tracy's just a trip.
0: Yeah, that was great. I mean, and I, again, for I think the only one that we had on our first year was the Pastor's Wives.
1: I think that's right. Um, yep. So,
0: you know, to increase that, to have a yep. Lisa on several times, to have yep. Marcy on, to bring Joy on and Lisa on. We and, had
1: Rondi Lauterbach. Yes, uh, Rondi Lauterbach. Uh, which was very good. Very, very good podcast. And, yep. uh Yeah. So, you know, we we uh, I think that's going to continue into
0: 2017. Yeah. I. Yep. That um, that looks good. And I can already uh, say that um, our second podcast of the year um, is going to include uh, a very prominent female author. I'm just going to tease that out nice. there. Um, so we'll wait. And, um, you know, so we're really looking forward to to what 2017 has to come again in terms of bringing on um, some great um, a great female presence yes. into the podcast so that we can you know, reach a wider audience.
1: I will give a very subtle hint, dude. It's not Dorothy Sayers or it is uh, not Harper Lee because they're no longer living. Yeah. So I just wanted to be very subtle. Just put that out there. Won't be one of those two ladies. Won't be one of them. But it will be somebody that is living.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Did you see, by the way, dude, quick aside, I'm going to throw it in, ADHD moment, go on. Yeah. Uh, End of the year, uh, right around Christmas time. Uh, Man, it was weird. There was a Jeopardy show. That featured a woman. I think it was the first time it's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Who filmed and died before? Uh, you know, I mean, the show was taped, mm-hmm. and then she died before it aired. Oh wow! And it was interesting. She um, she knew she was dying. The producers knew she was dying, but they never indicated Alex Trebek anything on the show because they didn't want the other contestants to know. Right. It was kind of her oh, dream wow. to get on Jeopardy. It was a pretty cool story. If interesting. Somebody wants to, no, to I, Google I hadn't
0: seen that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's great. Um, other topics, uh, you know, that we really enjoyed throughout, um, throughout 2016, man.
1: I was looking back yesterday, dude, and prep for this mm-hmm. and, uh, man, we covered a lot. Yeah. And, uh, we, we, yeah, I know we're giving credit to our guests. Our guests have mm-hmm. just such a wealth of, of knowledge yeah. on so many fronts. Um, one that stood out to me, um, was near the end of the year when we had Chris Date, mm, yes. and we talked about rethinking hell. Yes, so that was only what a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. uh But what an intriguing pie What a, did you notice? How stinking smart that dude was. I know. Yeah, freakish man. Yeah,
0: and not only that, but um you know, it's not like it's not like he's Richard Dawkins smart, where he's yeah. he's got this mind that's up here, and you're listening to him and he kind of doesn't make sense, but you really can't put your finger on what doesn't make sense. No, the guy, the guy knows what he's talking about. And, you know, to me, all those people who, you know, are calling him a heretic and, you know, you don't really know scripture and what it says. No, the dude actually does. and he makes a lot of sense. Yes. Um, you know, and I was, I was actually talking to uh, a friend of mine recently about that podcast and, uh, You know, I was saying, you know, one of the arguments that he made, and again, this isn't a uh, scriptural argument per se, but it is an argument that I believe is made from reason and logic from what scripture says. Yes. And that is that we're told sin is going to be no more. Yep. And if that's the case, then how can it be sequestered to a place somewhere? Yep. And I got into this discussion with my friend, and he's like, well, but I never really thought of, you know— those people who are in hell as sinning. It's like, but they're unrighteous. Yes. So they are sinful.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, but they're not sinning. Yeah, but they're unrighteous. And we're told sin will be no more. So they are sinful because they're unrighteous. Yes. Um, and, and he was like, he was trying to process that and put that together. And he's like, I I my brain's falling apart. You know, yeah. and it's, it's like, those are the things that to me really stand out in the way he presents his argument.
1: Yes, agree. You know,
0: this is what Scripture says. So if we take what Scripture says, can we logically infer this about what is going to happen? Yes. Um, and to me, it, you know, the way he put his arguments together were just so clear and concise and loved having him on.
1: And and it reminds me, I think it's the Spurgeon quote, Nathan. I'm uh, butchering it a little bit, but uh, I think Spurgeon, uh, our listeners will know this, <laughs> Spurgeon said of Bunyan... I believe John Bunyan that uh, if you cut him, um, his blood is bibline. Uh, that he is uh, so full of Scripture, and mm-hmm. it, you know that that comes across. You can tell this a man yeah. who has immersed himself in the Scripture. It's interesting too because I'll say this: I don't mind saying, Chris, uh, who I can't wait to have back on. Yeah, we're going to have him back on for a part two. We've gotten a number of questions that yes. have come in, and and to explore that issue more. Chris is. Um, A little more traditional, Mm -hmm. conservative in his culture of Christianity. That was my sense than Mm -hmm. I am. Like, for instance, he referenced James White. Mm -hmm. We've never really talked James White, dude. He's in our network. James White's a brilliant guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's unfair, dude. I I probably wouldn't roll with that guy. Sure. uh, Too much. (laughs) I'm just saying it. Our listeners, I'm not mocking, uh, and I hope our listeners know that James White is, if he doesn't have valuable things to say. Um, I think sometimes comes across a bit bombastic um and a little bit black and white this is it and there's nothing else right it's got a really hard edge to him it's funny chris is a guy who through biblical study he has great respect for a guy like james white would love to partner with a guy like james white um and i'm like i don't quite feel that impulse right but uh chris through his scripture study it just fascinated me has reached a very different point on his understanding of hell yeah and uh Probably at the loss of some potential connections he would have. Yeah. Tremendous respect yeah. for a guy that does that. Yeah. Tremendous respect. No matter where, even if I don't agree with the position, yep. that he's letting Scripture so take him out of his kind of subcultural strata. Mm-hmm. Man, what an example for all of us. To me, that's what it means to be truly reformed. Yes. We're always reforming. Yes. And we're letting the Scripture speak to us. That's where Heartland is so good Yes. when he's yes. on. He always says, I want to know what does the script... I don't care what this great teacher has said. That's right, an opinion. Right. And I can take it or leave it. I can think about it. Right. To the degree that it takes me to Scripture is where it has value. Right. Um,
0: Unless that great teacher is the Apostle Paul or Jesus Christ.
1: Right. right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was going to say. Uh, yes. And I'm not hanging out uh, with them physically at a that's coffee right. shop. <laughs> or watching them online. Um, so, um yeah, I, I would say Chris Date really stands out to mm-hmm. me, dude. Another one, can I throw a uh, a a total curveball in, in the mix? Mm-hmm. Earlier in the year, probably beginning of the fall, end of the summer, I can't exactly remember when, totally different kind of podcast, mm-hmm. the guys from Popcorn Theology. Yes. Game of Thrones. Yes.
0: Wow, yes. that was fun. That was a great one. Yeah. And, you know, to me, a podcast like that is is one where we can – discuss things that we are clearly we hold clearly different positions on Yep. those guys would uh very definitely say that if you are watching game of thrones you are sitting you're watching porn and all this stuff and we disagree with them yep but we were still able to hold a very lengthy (laughs) conversation and sustain that conversation, not changing one another's views, not changing one another's opinions, but coming away saying, you know what? I I love you and respect you as brothers in Christ. Let's get together sometime and talk about something else.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, the funny thing about those podcasts, dude, um, I think we've all caught, to one degree or another, a little heat on that subject. Yes. None of the four of us have watched that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm saying we we were up front of that at the beginning. We all have our reasons for not watching it. Right. Um, I got to tell you, my buddy Todd, uh, uh-huh. this is, shout out to Todd Brochard. He was the <laughs> youth pastor of my former church. Listen to that podcast. And he doesn't listen to too many. Yep. But that one intrigued him. So he said, I'm going to listen to that one. And he said, "Hey, Dutch here." He texted me because can I summarize um, what I got from you out of that podcast? I'm like, sure. And I know the the barb <laughs> is coming. And he's like, yeah. Um, basically, he said, so uh, you're okay with the violence, uh, sex, horrific language on The Sopranos, but you don't watch Game of Thrones because you don't like dragons. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Isn't that I said, my position's more nuanced than that, but uh, he's he's after something. But, um, no, that was a fun one. And those dudes, I, I hope we haven't really planned that dude. Mm-hmm. Another crossover. Yeah. The way the CW has mastered the superhero crossover. That's right. Some potential crossover again with Popcorn Theology. Yeah. Great guys. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, I know you, they probably have a little more in keeping with you guys, you and Bartleball <laughs> at Pop Culture Ninja. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I'll get into both of those uh, those those shows when I can.
0: What's interesting, because Nathan and I have talked about this, and we'd love to have those guys on at yeah. some point. So, guys, if you're listening to this and you're interested, we'd love to have you on. But Nathan and I don't take too many theological positions over on Pop Culture Ninja. Yeah. So there is a difference in there, because we, we try to deal with a movie from the perspective of the movie or the show from the perspective of the show. Yeah. You know, could – could someone who is not a believer you know, pick this up and watch it and, and still get the same out of it that a believer would? Right. And that's how we try to approach things. You know, We're two dudes. We are believers, but we're two dudes. We love entertainment. This is what we thought of it.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: You know, so being able to actually go deeper and explore theological matters within shows or movies actually falls more within our wheelhouse and I think is why we've had a much better connection with those guys
1: agreed agreed um dude the one we haven't talked about yet yeah from, from 2016 before but we get yeah, to that yeah
0: because there's another one um zach bartles
1: oh bartles man
0: dude how much fun so uh what has been probably been about two weeks now yeah. that uh we had him on for the christmas one right. that we did how much fun was
1: that, dude? He's just a trip, <laughs> man. He is, he is hilarious. Dude, it, our listeners, if you've not gotten turned on yet to Zach Bartles, and uh, I didn't say turned on by Zach Bartles. That's right. Uh, that would be that would be inappropriate. <laughs> and if you see Zach, it, it wouldn't happen. But if you um, if you've not been turned on by Zach Bartles and his his podcast he does with Clock Gut Check, which is yep. funny and pretty random and neat. And of course, um, his. Oh, by the way, dude. Didn't have time before it, but I am about four chapters in nice. to uh, the last con. <laughs> it's very good. Nice. Finally, I'm reading it. So we get Bartles back on in, in, That's right. in, in, in uh, the new year.
0: Can intelligently discuss I can book. say, hey, I finally
1: read your book, man. It was. I was using it to prop up my coffee table for for three months. It was a little loose, you know. And, you switched uh, it out with the other one you yeah. just released. <laughs> <laughs> I switched it out with my own book. Um Oh my goodness! yeah, but Bartles is a trip, and uh, looking forward to more uh, more journeying with him and, yeah you know when you get past the humor and stuff it's no doubt about it. a lot of depth, uh, a lot of passion for scripture, a lot of passion for the gospel. I think that came out in our Christmas podcast yeah um, yeah, that was a blast uh, now other stuffs popping on my mind, dude, let me just rattle off a few yeah. for listeners We're obviously not going to go back over seventy podcasts or whatever we did last year. <laughs> But just a couple of them stand out. Bruce Ware, yeah. 2 part on Calvinism, oh, yeah. uh, four-point Calvinism. What a compelling case that mm-hmm. guy makes. And, again, agree, disagree. Can't argue that this guy has a very mm-hmm. well-thought-out scriptural case. Um, and, um, you know, who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll get Dr. Ware on again. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not that topic, perhaps something else. Um, the other one that stands out to me that um, that we did – um, earlier in the year, if I remember rightly, um, was the, um, when was that dude kind of a, it, to me, this is a sleeper podcast mm-hmm. now, It must've been in the fall. We had miles van Pelt yes, on from uh, reformed seminary. Yep. A shout out to Bryant park who, yep. who was here and is now a student there at the school. Uh, talk about the old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went back and listened to that recently. Cause I got a question listen to that podcast if you're new and you haven't heard go back and you're interested in the old testament mm-hmm. his argument about how the canon should be ordered mm-hmm. is fascinating yes and yeah. i i've thought about that several times because i'm getting ready in 2017 to go back into judges part two yep. in our church and i've thought a lot about the order of the canon just throwing that out
0: yeah and i think you know to me it's Um, This is what's so great about scripture is that it's going to speak to us. You know, if we believe that these books are God's inspired word, that no matter what the order it's going to speak to us in. But I think the order is important, particularly for a newer believer, you know, to, you know, as, as, as seasoned veterans, we've learned to go back and study timelines and study ordering and things like that. And so for us, you know, something that took years of study to learn and to be able to decipher. not I, I don't want to say decipher. I don't mean it's cryptic, but to be able to go through and understand in that capacity, the way uh, Van Pelt puts that, I think is very helpful and I think would be very helpful, particularly for newer believers who are just getting into the word.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Well said. Well said. And dude, I'm, I'm pulling up the podcast. Can you guess? I think you're going to know this, Nathan. Our most listened to podcast ever Currently, at the date we're recording, 5,149 downloads. Can you guess who that was? was?
0: that the one we did on your book, Killing Calvinism?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say least listened to ever. <laughs> My word. My word.
0: No, 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 of course. Yeah. Um, Tully, yeah. and Tully and Shevigian. Tully and Shevigian.
1: Yeah. Uh, who we had on in March of 2016. Yeah. Uh, almost a full year ago now Mm -hmm. uh our most listened to yes i would imagine that was a combination of i I think at the time tullian promoted it some in in his feeds so uh the shocking had a much larger reach than than we have yes and uh, i think the topic itself Mm -hmm. and the person himself was of such interest and uh, Mm -hmm. that that probably deserves a comment or two doesn't it? in light of just how the year has gone since then
0: agreed um and can we say first and foremost, because there are going to be many people who are going to be um, coming after us. Have you heard? Have you seen mm-hmm. the most recent things that have come out about him? Yes, we have. Yeah. We've heard those things. We've seen those things. We've read those things. Yep. We have been in contact. Mm-hmm. And, and let me emphasize this. We have been in contact with people yeah. who are closer to him than we are. Of course. Um, and so all these caveats out there. Um, can we just encourage people, no matter what side you fall on, whether you are a great lover of Tully and Chivijian, the person, or at this point, a, uh, I don't want to use the word hater because mm, sure. people would be like, well, I'm a Christian. I don't right. hate anyone. Um, if you were to be honest with yourself, you do hate him. Get over right. it. Uh, <laughs> but those who, who dislike the things that he did immensely. Before. Yeah. which I, I think we would all agree sure. that nobody is in support of what he did, yeah. um, that there are people who are more involved in the situation than we are, uh, than the casual listener is to, than even the casual podcaster sure. is, um, to let those people do their thing. Yeah, We talk about the concept of letting the church be the church and – He's sinned. He needs to be going through a disciplinary process. Yet us as onlookers feel the need to take it upon ourselves to make comments and to make accusations, to make judgments on someone that we don't even know. Right. And and can I can I bump our credit up just a little bit by saying, at the very least, Greg, you and I have had um, the privilege of talking to the man. Sure. Yeah. Um, And so I feel like we have slightly more credit than the person who has just been following this stuff randomly online um, and making their comments and their judgments.
1: Yeah. Oh, sure.
0: Um, But can we let those people do their thing? Um,
1: Absolutely, dude.
0: Let let me say, you know, full disclosure that I've had it confirmed that there's a petition going around that Mm. is asking for Tullian to to stop – Full time ministry mm-hmm. to stop vocational ministry <laughs> yes. to seek uh, the counsel, the healing, the help, the the godly discipline that he mm-hmm. needs. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been confirmed that those signature, those quote unquote signatures yeah. on there are real and legitimate. Yep. Um, and and those people who are on there, I I support what they're doing and saying because those people know what's going on more than I do.
1: It's well said, dude. You always, I think, have to extend the greatest degree of trust Mm -hmm. to the people involved. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I can say that on an inside and outside perspective, serving as a pastor, an elder, on a church staff, a church leadership team, there's times that we are involved in a situation and then it has to go public. Mm -hmm. And you always hope I'll just say this. I'll kind of speak for other pastors and church leaders here that they're boy, I hope people are are trusting almost what you do with a jury. I hate to say that yeah. but you know they always say, well, a jury I mean we see clips Lisa and I watch Dateline or these you know uh, CBS real life you know dramas mm-hmm. and uh, where they always end up with a murder case or a missing person's case and there's a big court case at the end. Yeah, you see a spliced probably some total of eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Of a trial that may have gone on for four months. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there has to be some sense that that jury knows the facts far better than I do, was mm-hmm. hands on, was the right group of people in the right place at the right time. I think there's a similar carryover. People that are involved with Tullyan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we've we talked to them a handful of times on the phone. Mm hmm. Uh, And a little texting in between. Mm -hmm. And they've always been good. They've always been pleasant. But, you know, like I think you said in one former podcast, nobody's ever claimed that we're BFFs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely think that there should be an extension of trust Mm -hmm. to the people that are closest to him, as you well said. And then people say, yeah, but what happens if they mess up? Then you have the right to be genuinely disappointed. Right. That's what I always say. I'm like, well, then – I'm not saying they're infallible. Right. I'm saying we should believe the best, love hopes all things, believe all mm-hmm. things, and be genuinely disappointed yeah. if they, you know, stand down and right. don't discharge their, their duty. I'm going to trust that, that the people that know him the best that are – have, dude, I mean, I've read things online. Mm-hmm. I don't want to – I have no passion to go investigate the timeline. Right. Well, this was said this. Right. I'm not saying somebody shouldn't. I think people have right. and are. I just don't want to waste my time with it because rather pray for the guy, the people that are involved, the people that have been hurt and see something good that might come out of it, which is hard to see in the situation. Yeah. To be honest, it's, it's pretty ugly. Um, I think we would both say, uh, the content of that podcast in March and I'm saying the content was exceptional. Yes. It was good. Yeah. And one more thing, dude, that a, a friend of mine gave me an interesting thought, you know, we've talked before about Luther's, uh, infamous, and I think that's the right word, tract on the Jews and their lies. Mm -hmm. We talked about that with uh, Calvinist Mm Colson back around Reformation Day Halloween at the end of the year. Um, Fast forward uh, to 2016. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm I'm being very careful. I'm I'm not going to draw the uh, lines as far as I could. But let me just say this. I write that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm probably gone, aren't I, dude? Yeah. I mean, I'm probably done. Yeah. Um, and uh, different age, different culture. Maybe Luther should have been gone mm-hmm. after writing that. Some excuses have been made for him. I've read some um, church historians that have speculated mm-hmm. Luther may have been at the early stages of some type of senility. He wrote it later in his life. Maybe. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Right. It's 500 years ago. Right. Uh, nobody knows. That's, yeah, the best you can do is guess at this point. Yeah. But I'm saying uh, there are some things that have happened among leaders in the body of Christ that are heinous Mm -hmm. and disturbing and upsetting. And they're going to continue to happen.
0: Calvin ruling Switzerland with an iron fist? I mean, mean, come on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the whole – I mean, you know, the whole Calvin Servetus issue, Servetus who who came Mm -hmm. to Geneva. uh, Now, granted, he was warned. It's a strange story. I tell myself all the time different time different right. world different place but I mean
0: well but at the end of the day can we also agree uh they're human they're right. not Jesus Christ no you know and these are people who you know Calvin I I, I feel very confident saying you know he was wrong he right. shouldn't have done that he right. sinned he was a person
1: yeah I, of course you know of course. so so through the same right so do I mean, we throw was, the baby out with the bathwater yeah. at that point yeah that, thank you that's my point I I would say Luther today doing that if he yeah that's that's a major issue. I mean we'd be having a uh, elder meeting today. Mm-hmm. You know something went like uh, like that went out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Wow, we need to meet immediately and make an immediate response. It was so heinous. It was so over the top. Uh, nobody today though would say that all of Luther's books should be burned mm-hmm. and his teaching on justification by faith, uh, his commentaries on Romans, Galatians, etc. Some of the finest things ever penned that really helped move the Reformation along. Um, I don't know anybody that says we should burn those books. right. So I would say uh, what you know, you're, you're the guy uh, and you're looking at your little bookcase and you've got glorious ruin, good book on suffering. Well, I thought it was quite good. I, I read that you've um, cre- Jesus plus nothing equals everything right. by telling good book. Roscoe, who I've mentioned before, one my spiritual mentor, uh, a week before he died two weeks before he died. I was in a pretty low place, opened up to him about some things. He said, Have you read that book by Tully and Chivijian? And he said, I want you to start reading that. And I started reading it. So it holds a special place to me. I, I don't feel a need, I'm just going to say myself, to look at those books and say, Oh my word, Tully and Chivijian, I'm going to throw these books in the mm-hmm. garbage. Um, some people might be inclined if it's too emotional, Mm -hmm. people that loved and respected I get all that, Mm -hmm. but I'm saying if, if if it's just a cavalier, I'll take those books down. I got to go and take every book except the Bible (laughs) and throw it in the trash. (laughs) Don't I? Yeah. (laughs) Because, uh, oh yeah. John Stott. I don't know what John Stott, what his darkest sins were, his deepest thoughts were. I don't know what J.I. Packers are, R.C. Sproul's are, or anybody. Yeah. So sorry for the tirade.
0: No, and and I think that there's a good point in there too. That never once, when, and all the time that we've talked about Tullian, has it been about Tully and the man? It's been about what has he said. Agreed. And and can I can I defer to Scripture on this? Is that okay to do that on this podcast?
1: Uh, we're going to allow it one time. Okay. We, we don't want to give Scripture too much press. Okay. Wait um, a minute. Did I just say that? <laughs> okay. Go on, go. On. Yeah.
0: Uh, but in Philippians, when. Uh, Paul is writing this letter and he's talking about people that are taking advantage of other people. Yeah. You know, and he says, you know what? Yeah, some people preach the gospel out of selfish ambition. Sure. um, And some do so out of love, out of selflessness, out of sacrifice. Of course, I'm paraphrasing that. Right. Um, But he says, what do I care as long as the gospel is being preached? Yes. Now, I, I think there is a line where... Yes, as as a church, first of all, the universal church. When we hear things like this, uh, these scandals that happen, yeah, yeah, we need to, we need to, our ears need to perk up, and we need to be aware of those things. Yeah, it should distress us. It should disturb us when we hear those things. We should be distraught by them. Yeah, that in the name of the gospel, these things are happening. But I, I also think. That we can equally say, man, he's preaching the gospel.
1: Oh, right, right.
0: And so if Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, yeah. can sit there and say, at least the gospel is being preached, right. can, can we have a little humility and, and do the same? Yeah. And And again, let those who are involved in the situation, who know the man personally— yeah. Deal with him on that level,
1: right? Well said, dude. And I think that it's being done. Yeah, it's being done. I mean, I'm I'm not going to conceal my own disappointment, mm-hmm. heartbreak. I mean, I would just say, I mean, what follower of a leader, no formal connection right. there with us in but you know what, I'm I'm going after. Right. hasn't been disappointed as you, other than by Jesus Himself, right? You know, which is, and it's interesting, dude. When I came to faith in the uh, mid to late '80s, it was October of '86. Dude, I mean, right on the cusp of the Swaggart Baker, mm-hmm. that's what the coming years had in store. I remember being a very ungrounded, uh, pardon me, almost orphaned Christian.
0: Yeah. It's
1: Matt Smith and I ambling our way through evangelicalism mm-hmm. uh, in our teenage years. Uh, I thank God that he did not um, uh, let me or Matt kind of throw in the towel and say, so oh, I guess this thing." I mean, you just – You kind of learn early on, everybody will let you down except Jesus. Yeah. Um, And um, nobody is going to um, uh, be a surrogate savior for you. Mm -hmm. And if you try to make them, God has a way of exposing that. So I think, um, I, I guess what we're getting at is I have no desire, Nathan, to take that, and we've talked about the podcast, down. Yeah. Uh, That's left up uh, for people to do with it what they will. Right. I mean, it's obviously as the days roll on, you know, only a few people probably go through the podcast feed. But I will say if you're listening and you're new, Mm -hmm. uh, that's a little rationale for us. Mm -hmm. I've left that on the same way I've still got Luther's commentary on Galatians sitting on my shelf Mm -hmm. in the next room. Uh, I think it's horrendous, that thing he wrote. Yeah. The Jews and lies. It is a heartbreaking reality to to give any credence to something Hitler could endorse Mm -hmm. is... Repugnant, mm-hmm. but uh, the body of work a man produces is more than the man, yes. And we trust that God works through those things, so. yeah.
0: No, very well said, very well said. Um, so just springboarding on, um, re- actually, real quick segment before yeah. we springboard on, um, in regard to this particular topic, this has obviously stirred up uh, all sorts of things on our social media, um, yeah. most of them, thankfully have been uh behind the scenes comments i don't think that this is something that uh should be addressed in a facebook post i don't think this is something that should be addressed in a tweet most people have been kind enough and gracious enough to go ahead and just message us and respond to this behind the scenes well what about this what about that i think that's the appropriate place to have those conversations because you can't get the full nuance of the discussion in a soundbite agreed um with that said um Calvinist Batman has agreed to come on the podcast in 2017, and we are going to focus on uh, whether or not scandalous sins disqualify pastors from leadership. Sure. And and really, that's what started this whole thing yeah. uh, back in our first year doing it, I believe.
1: Yeah, we, we kind of covered that topic then, but it's, yeah. it's probably due for a refresh. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so we are, um, you know, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, Tullian may come up in it. Our focus is not on Tullian. Um, Our focus is on what does Scripture say uh, about someone who has committed scandalous sins? Should that person be disqualified? Mm -hmm. Should they be disqualified for the rest of their life? Mm
2: -hmm. What are
0: the limitations? What are the criteria? Um, That is going to be our focus. And so I'm actually really looking forward to that one. Um, And then more on what I'm looking forward to. Uh, we had for on earlier in the year, which was a really fun podcast talking to him. First of all, uh, a little bit about cereal because he was, um, he he was doing
1: some uh, reporting Yep, and he was at the courthouse in Baltimore when Adnan Saeed was there. Interesting.
0: Um, we are going to have his imam on in, uh, early February, mid February. And we are going to to be talking about the claims of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've spoken with the guy on the phone. He is, uh, excellent uh omar is his yeah. name looking forward to having this discussion he seems like a really great guy similar to for just a very relaxed personality yeah. and um it's interesting because he's been featured on several news reports cnn fox news Neat. um i i can't remember if he said he was on larry king or not but you uh, know he's he's had a presence yeah. representing the islamic community um on on you know television radio and this is his first podcast joining wow. us so uh, totally excited about him coming on to to look at christ and what he said
1: can't wait can't wait that is um uh, long overdue and uh you know uh for us a wonderful young man a mm-hmm. friend of tracy smith's uh young muslim man artistic creative uh just fun to talk to him mm-hmm. last year to get his perspective on life yeah trump Yep. The Bible, evangelicalism, religion in general, and yep. kind of a you know he's a he's a millennial. Yeah. Uh, I think it, is the term, and uh, millennials are fun. Um, and uh, I guess my oldest daughter is considered a millennial. Explains a lot. Um, <laughs> is she fun, Greg? Yeah, she's fun. <laughs> Samantha is a trip. Still, do not have her on. I've had my son Ben on, <laughs> I know. and not my college-bound daughter. Mm. Man, I'd like to address that. We'll see what we can
0: do. Yeah, it actually, uh, Stranger Things Season 2 will be coming out in 2017, so we'll look forward to having Ben on again. Ben on round
1: two, man. We are chomping at the bit for Stranger Things. Happy to tell you, dude, for Christmas, Mm -hmm. he got... A um Stranger Things framed poster. Nice. It's pretty cool, man. I wanted one. Um I looked at Lisa. How come I didn't get that? I like, yeah, you're not putting Stranger Things poster in, in our bedroom. I better stop there. That could lead to some really uh, <laughs> yeah. dude, I'm just leaving that, that one. Alone. We are Woo! Gone, gone, man. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, not even looks,
0: going there. Lisa looks at you and says, yeah. You are the stranger thing, in our <laughs> <I>
1: know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was good, dude. That was good, yeah. Finding a 13-year-old a kid in bedroom, not, not a married couple. We'll just leave it uh, at that for sure.
0: That's right. Uh, that's great. But, yeah, you know, we are uh, running down on time. Dude, this has been great. Blast, uh, man. Love having it. Love talking about it. And uh, looking forward to what 2017 has for us.
1: Can't wait. I will say, dude, maybe... Maybe we take another crack at a live podcast. Ooh! Now that we had our baptism by fire, that's right. Uh, we will see what we could do. Yeah, we'll see what we could yeah. do.
0: Always working out kinks, you know. And yep. obviously, if you go back and listen to the podcasts that we've done, um, the the earlier ones, they weren't so great. No, dude. Uh, sometimes I'm amazed the yeah. sound
1: quality, and it is we yeah. have got we've really brought it up, which yep. is uh, a testament to you, Nathan. I, you don't Thank want to brag you. on yourself, but I will uh, have worked really hard at it. We always got uh, our good buddy Josh Mitchell in yeah. support uh, backing us up. So uh, we're looking forward to better and bolder things in 2017.
0: Absolutely. All right. We're going to go ahead and sign off now. Greg Regis, rock the Casbah.
1: Old Lang Syne style.
0: These go to 11.